Hello, welcome to uh, yet another uh, episode of the African Pop- African Five Aside podcast brought to you by AfricaAsACountry.com. My name is Maher Mizahi. I am the host, and today I am very, very happy to be joined by one of my favorite journalists on the African continent, Belile Nyandu. I hope I pronounced your last name right. I never, I realized I never actually said your last name. Perfectly so. Perfectly so, man. Amazing. How are you doing, man? Yeah. I know I'm good. I'm good, man. Uh, Just a week to the AFCON now. Yeah. Um, So thanks for this opportunity. I've been watching the other um, podcast that you've been having with the guys uh, previewing uh, their countries. And, you know, that excitement um, of being the Afcon and, and 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 you would know because I was not the same with the last Afcon in in Cameroon <laughs> at 2019. You know you weren't wearing that jersey. Yeah. You weren't wearing that. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I, I, you know you know. So I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, so to, you're to be in this. Class. Thank you, thank you for being here. You're from South Africa, so let's talk about South Africa. Uh, Bafana, Bafana, yeah. Back at the Afcon. Um, everybody, when they talk about Bafana, they talk about the spine of Sundowns players and Sundowns we know has been a top four club on the African continent, the current African football league champions playing beautiful football under Rolani Mukwena. Um, first question is, does this kind of, you know, silky football, does it translate to the South African national team? I think if you look back, uh, maybe when coach, um, uh, Hugo Bruce started, it was not really like this. Um, he would have years, uh, maybe Sundowns players still dominating, but not like they are dominating now. Um, and and also even maybe in terms in terms of um, play, uh, it has been slightly different. But now, I think you are seeing a real dominance uh, of Sundowns in this team. Not only in the overall squad, uh, because now they are even uh, counting for more than half of the squad. You know, uh, also when you even consider maybe even some of the other former Sundowns players in the form of Pesitao as well, uh, players who come from that kind of a, a, a philosophy, and and also we must say that uh, the Sundowns' I- identity um, uh, in terms of their style of play, it is the original African style of play um, in in any case. But now we've seen this transforming also to the starting lineup. Um, I think the last two matches, if not the last three matches Bafana Bafana have played, uh, there's no less than six Sundowns players um, in, the, in the starting lineup. And, and, and I think if you look at their success um, on the continent in terms of um, now this year, in fact, in this season, um, I think Sundowns together with Al-Ali and also Widat Casablanca, um, ninth straight appearance in the group stages of uh, the African uh, Champions League. And you also translate and also look at the fact that Sundowns are the inaugural champions um, of the African Football League. And if you look at how they not just won the tournament, but also dominated, uh, even winning some of their matches away. So you you get to see why this Sundowns uh, team is well represented uh, in the starting lineup. But but does the football they play, you know, that team chemistry, they play the most beautiful football on the continent at the club level. Do we see some leakage into the the national team? Do they keep that chemistry? Do they continue to, you know, players like, you know, Mudao, Mudiba, uh, you know, there's so many players, Tambozwane, uh, Mukwena, these players are all, uh, you know, spines of the South African national team. Now, do we get to, do they retain some of that beautiful football that they play at the club level? You know, what I like uh, with Bafana Bafana and this AFCON is that we're going back to the country where we were in October and we played an initial friendly match. And I remember um, I was there with Lorenz at halftime. By halftime, um, 
some journalists in, in Cote d'Ivoire um, at the Felix Ufet Bonya Stadium, they came to us and they were like, wow, you guys are like this. And not only did Bafana score early in, the, in that game or score the first goal, but they silenced the crowd and the beautiful football, um, especially with Temba Zwane, um, we call him Shishi here at, 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 at home, uh, being the conductor um, also there. And also just behind him was also Tebuho um, Mukwena, also his teammate at Sundowns, uh, who's also um, one of the the engine on, of, of, of our midfield in, in this team. Mudau, I think that, that was one game where if Zaha is not in that squad, uh, when you see Zaha not in that squad of um, Cote d'Ivoire, the person who must be held responsible for that, uh, it should be Mudau, because Mudau oh, not only made words. out of the game, <laughs> not only did he mark him out of the game, but he was also using that channel um, on the right to, 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 to attack. So, I think also the experience of um, coach Hugo Bruce, um, it has gotten into a stage where, in as much as he had his own way, but also he's also realized that um, this Sundowns team and and their key players, uh, they are a key factor. And I think also credit must go to the technical team at Sundowns because there was a time where Sundowns um, you would see maybe uh, more uh, dominance of also the foreign based players. Um, but over the past few seasons, we've seen a Sandown starting lineup that is usually dominated by locally based players. And we, we, we see some players coming from other clubs, so-called smaller clubs. And once they get to Sundowns, and it's something that has also been there even during Coach Pito's time, and when they transform these boys um, into well-established international players. And I think under uh, Coach Rulani Mukwena, we've seen that continuing. Um, you know, when you talk about Sundowns players, they will tell you, um, even in camp, even some of the boys who are based overseas, they always look forward uh, to, to be around them because these players, they can analyze their own play, they analyze the opponents, they analyze their teammates, you know. Um, so the modern trends of football uh, at Sundowns is also what is contributing in them having these well-established uh, international players. Okay, Valley. Uh for those that don't know, South Africa had a very long unbeaten streak that unfortunately was ended against Rwanda. But that was, I think, a little bit of a weird game, right? The travel conditions were weird. The pitch conditions were not great. So let's throw that game out. Uh, out. So we have a South African side that's playing great football now. Experienced coaches won the AFCON before. The major glaring question that I have now, the weakness is who's going to play striker? There's no Lyle Foster. There's no Lebo Motiba. Who's going to be the number nine? Who's going to be scoring the goals for South Africa? Hey, you see, that is the biggest challenge that we're also having now, um, especially when we talk about um, the strikers that we have uh, in, in the team. Um, Lebu Motiba, I felt that when we were in Cote d'Ivoire, um, in, in Abidjan, um, and, and even Kush Hugo Prosi did say that uh, he brought this different dimension of play um, in the team, you know, um, big striker, um, holding the ball, also using his physique. And, and that is a type of a key player that you need um, at the AFCON, a player who can play with his back to the goal um, very well and also um, giving that second ball um, to, to his teammates. So this is one of the biggest challenges uh, that we're having now. The issue of Lyle Foster as well is another difficult issue for us because he's on form. He was our top scorer even in the qualifiers. Um, so, you know, 
Now there's this situation that uh, we, we, we can't be having him and take nothing away from the other strikers who are available um, for, for this tournament. I don't think that they can give us what those two strikers... Um, remember, Lebumotiba, this was going to be his second AFCON. He was there in uh, in, in Cairo in, in, in 2019, you know? So I think... If, if if maybe I'm talking about an area that I'm not really sure about uh, coming to this tournament um, due to the challenges that we're having with injuries and the situation of Lyle Foster, it is that striking force. But look, uh, when you look at a boy like uh, Evidence Mahopa, I know that the coach likes him um, a lot. And, 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 and I think one of the reasons that he likes him a lot is also because he, he was in his very first selection uh, when he got here in 2021. In June 2021, we played against... Um, Uganda in an international friendly match and Mahupa was there and I think immediately after that or just before that he was also coming off from the Olympics he had been uh, to the Olympics and scored a, a great goal um, against France um, you know at, at the Olympics so the the beauty about this team that we have is that it's a combination of boys who've been to some, some of them under 17 World Cup under 20 World Cup some have been to to the Olympics uh, some in the 2016 Olympics and also uh, the 2020 Olympics uh, in Tokyo. But I expect someone like Evidence Mahopa or even Zakaleli Pasa um, to to lead our attack, uh, obviously with Pesitao um, as well as uh, Tembazwane. Um, Hold on, we're well. going to do the lineup. We're going to do the lineup in, in, in a little bit. <laughs> Before we yeah, get yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Hugo yeah. Bruce. What are we supposed to make of Hugo Bruce? Uh, he won the AFCON in 2017 with Cameroon. He's bounced around. He's coached at clubs all over Africa. When Honestly, when the appointment was made, especially because South Africa is a country that's produced you know, coaches like Pizzo, it's produced coaches like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rolani Makuena, of course. Uh, even, uh, I was thinking like maybe Benny McCarthy. You know, he was having some good results with Amazulu. And then they bring in Hugo Bruce. And I was like, okay, wait and see. How's it? How's that experiment going so far? And how would you describe his coaching staff? You know, um, with Coach Hugo, um, firstly, let's talk about the appointment. When the appointment was made, uh, the there had been a strong feeling that uh, maybe we'll need to go local, and um, Benny McCarthy was a name that was that was mentioned. In fact, he came very close uh, for that appointment as well. Um, I think the people who were looking for the coach also reached out to Coach Pizzo as well. Um, even though at first it looked like maybe there could be um, a chance to get him, but I, I don't think it was easy to price him away uh, from his contract at, at Al-Ali. Um, and, and I also don't think that he was really keen to to, to come back early uh, to, to Coach Bafana again. Um, so we ended up with uh, Coach Hugo Bros. Uh, I think it was not, also not the first time that we, he, he was in, in, in the shortlist because even previously, I think he had been in the shortlist together with uh, Javier Renard as well. Um, but this time around, um, I think the technical committee was also impressed with him. But I also think it's got to do with the fact that other targets that they were looking for, uh, be it Coach Pito or even uh, with Coach Benny, I'm not sure if they really got into the nitty-gritty of negotiating the contracts in, in, in that space. And the fact that he's got the experience uh, of having worked on the continent. And remember, we had not qualified for the previous AFCON, you know. So they needed a coach who has been at the AFCON uh, with uh, a good knowledge of African football. And remember, we had not also qualified for the World Cup. 
because it's been more than 20 years now, you know, uh, when you really look at it, more than 20 years since we're at the, uh, at the World Cup through qualification, not the 2010. And Coach, and Coach Hugo Bruce always says <laughs> the last World Cup in 2010, it was a present to us, you know. Uh, we both had so, hair back then. Eh? I said eh? we both had hair back then. <laughs> 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 definitely, definitely. So when you look at where we come from and where where, where we, we are now, uh, I, I would say he's really transformed the national team, to be honest. Um, at first, he came with this approach of just going only with the young stars, trying to build the team. Um, and, and I remember we, we, we ended in a very good position, actually, if you consider um that he was on the rebuilding mode and and all the challenges because Ghana for them to go to that playoff match against Nigeria um they only beat us through that disputable uh, disputable penalty and in 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 the Cape Coast and also besides that uh, penalty as well um Ghana only won the group through a goal difference uh, in, in in those in those world cup qualifiers for 2022 in in Qatar but after that, he realized that uh, there was a little bit of lacking in quality um, in the team. And that's when uh, he went back on his word that uh, players like Temba Zwane, Mshishi, and some of them were old. And then he went back. And when he brought back Temba Zwane, uh, the man is now waxing lyrical about Temba Zwane to, to such an extent that um, he, he says Temba Zwane is the best player he's coached in Africa, you know? And Temba Zwane, you know, you've watched Sundowns a lot. He on, he influences the style of play, not only at Sundowns, but here even at Bafana. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, uh, the people at uh, Felix Wolford Boyne Stadium, they saw it that night, playing against well-established midfielders, playing in the top leagues in in, in, in Europe. Um, Casey was also playing in in South in the Saudi Pro as well, but on that night they were playing second fiddle, and I expect that to to happen uh, also in Korogo. So so good behind the strikers, uh, you know, filling in those spaces, running in behind. Uh, he can do everything almost, and and very experienced player as well. Okay, so mm -hmm. now we have the coach's uh, philosophy. We understand that he's doing a good job. He has confidence in South that South African. Public, I think, is usually skeptical and pessimistic of the national team, but it seems like he's built a little bit of confidence. Let's get through the starting 11 then. What's this going to look like? I think, obviously, you're going to have Ron and Williams in goal, yeah, from Sundowns. Great goalkeeper with his feet as well. Who's in front of him in defense? What kind of formation is it? And who's in midfield and who's in attack? Yeah, so I think it's also important. For some, sometimes, who really don't understand South African football, um, you will find that uh, they don't really understand why maybe the fans come across as being um, tough or harsh on 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 our players. But you know, uh, South African football, we and and it's it's it's, it's education that most people uh, don't get to know. You know, uh, South African football um, it comes from an era where, due to apartheid, we were excluded from international sport um, and were only readmitted in 1991 and played our first game in 1984. So before then, um, it was club football that was dominant uh, in this country. And 
it's it's what it's now 30 31 years um since we're back or 32 years we're finishing 32 years since we're back now at, at this level uh part of that it has not really moved away and now the starting lineup or even the squad is dominated by sundowns and sundowns is not the most popular team by the way you know um so, because there's there's case achieves and there's all yeah, pirates pirates yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chiefs doesn't even have a single um, a player uh, in, in, in the squad. And for the first time in the 11 appearances, or even the 10 uh, previous appearances we've had at, at the AFCON, that we're bringing a squad that doesn't even have even a single uh, Kansas Chiefs player. You know, So it tells you of, of what is happening. So you find that there is that trend of when the squad comes out, the fans look, are our players in this team? You know, because... You know, uh, Bafana Bafana is always dominated by locally based players, you know. So there's that kind of globalism that also takes. It's very, very interesting because even in Egypt in 2019, I remember a lot of Ahli and Zamalek fans would prioritize their club players over the national team. And I think we have a similar dynamic, what you're saying, in, in South Africa as well. Yeah, yeah. But now I want to come back. So I just wanted... Because sometimes for people outside, they they don't they don't understand why there would be this, you know. So now just to come to the starting lineup, and I know there's been a lot of issues, uh, um, even about this squad that has been selected. Uh, people feeling that there are a number of players or quite a few players who, who have been left out. But when you really look at it, when you really look at it, I want us to go back before I, I come to the starting lineup. I want us to go back to to the last Bafana Bafana team, right? Um, that, that was selected the, against in, in the World Cup qualifiers, um, and at that time the coach had said that he he, had, he is already has got seventy five to eighty percent um, of the team. Ronwen Williams was in that team. Velimoto was there. So was Ricardo, um, of course, as well. And those are the three goalkeepers that were also taking uh, into this tournament. And you look at the defenders. Uh, we had Sydney Moby. Um, we had Bradley Cross. Okay, Bradley Cross has since been. Um, replaced now by um, Terence Mashiko. And Terence Mashiko, by the way, in the in the early selections of Hugo Bruce, he was one of the standout left backs when, when he selected him. But he moved from Cape Town to Sundowns and then there's been struggling for game time in Sundowns and now he feels that he needs him because um, Hugo Bruce is this type of a coach, Mayer, who who prefers um, especially in a tough group like like we've got stronger opponents um, like Mali and Tunisia, um, for, for instance, he prefers uh, what I prefer to call is as a hardened left back, a left full back, you know, not a left wing back, you know. So I think the characteristics of Mashiko, that's what he brings. And then there's Grand Kekana, there's Nkosnati CBC, uh, Obri Modiba, Sianda Kulu, Tobi Mvala, and Kuliso Mutao. And these are all the players who were in, the, in those World Cup qualifiers. And Tebo Komukona is also in that team as well. Uh, Jaden Adams, um, Spepelos Tole. There was also Subong Selim Tato from Chiefs. But now um, that spot has been taken by um, Tabang Munare from Orlando Pirates. And when it comes to the strikers, um, there's Temba Zwane, there's uh, Zakalele Pasa, uh, okay, Lebumotiba was there. He's not there now. Um, Pesitao, Osun Apolis, Michele Mayambela, uh, Tapelo Maseko, 
and Bongo Kutle Shlongwane. So just Shlongwane in, in, in that attack and, and, and Motiba. And Tapelo Morena is back. And Tapelo Morena, you know, is this utility player. Uh, they call him the Kairos layer here at home uh, because <laughs> whenever he goes up north, he scores, um, especially there. So I want, I, w- I just wanted to give you this. If, because if you look in this squad that I've just shared with you now, maybe there are two or only three players um, who are not in this team now. Uh, some of them owing to injuries and also some slight selections. But this is the continuity that um, Hugo Bruce uh, came with. How I, I'm looking at the starting lineup, uh, and also remember sometimes this starting lineup it varies according to who we're playing. Because against Mali, um, we have one of the best midfield yeah. that we're going to face uh, in, in this, you know, mm-hmm. and one of the best midfield uh, in the tournament as well. But also, aerially, um, it's a team that is going to give us a lot of problems. So set plays, um, we have to be very alert uh, in that space. But they must also be ready to move because our boys can move with the ball. And sometimes we always say we like playing against West Africans because um it's difficult for them to catch up um with our first uh, placed game um with uh, good intelligent play and also skillful football as well so i expect the captain ronan williams uh, to be there um i also expect um a defense of kuliso mudao at uh, right back um mtobi mvala i expect mtobi mvala uh, to to also be there uh gosnatis bisi I would expect him to be there. I know that the coach likes um, Ulu a lot, um, maybe also for his experience, but Ulu has not been really that much active at, at Super Sport, um, you know, and also at left back. And this is now going to depend in terms of what is the coach looking for. Is he looking for an offensive left wing back or is he looking for um, a strong defensive uh, left fullback, you know. So I think there, I would go with Modiba, you know. Um, but you also need a lot of support from the midfield because his channel, because he also at Sundowns, um, yeah, he can play in midfield. He can play as a left winger. Play in midfield and also at, at Sundowns, he invests a lot. You yeah, know? yeah, uh, yeah. Because you know, Coach Rulani is one football crazy coach. Um, at Sundowns, they will also tell you that they don't play a football system; they play schemes. Positionless football. Positionless football. They uh, they even call their their style of play uh, this is in Cameroonian football. You know, <laughs> so um, if I mean if, if you're watching, I think there was a game against um, Pyramids. Uh, the commentator I had the commentator lost in, in that game, but I don't know. I see two two two. That's like you know, <laughs> yeah. And in the midfield, um, I think. This midfield has not faltered um, so far. Midfield of Spepelos Tole. Let me tell you about Spepelos Tole. He's a product of the KZN uh, Academy. Left the country at a very young age. Um, I think it was around 17, 18. You know? And he went to, to play in, in Portugal. And I think he was snapped up by a Sporting Lisbon um, juniors. So he's been playing there. Uh, but now I think he's playing in the second tier of a Portuguese uh, league. Um, and he's been he's been doing very well, and also another member of the Under Seventeen World Cup um, in um, in 2015 in Chile. Interestingly, that is the Under Seventeen World Cup 
that made the likes of um, Samuel Chikweze as well as uh, Vita Osimhen. But we had beaten them, by the way, um, in in the semi-final um, in, in the Afcon prior to to, to that World Cup. Debo um, Khomukwena, I think, the best midfielder, yeah, um, based in Africa uh, today. You know, yeah, and and I think he, he'll be showing his quality and lining up in front of them. Um, because these two, they, they just play in front of the, the, the back four. Um, it will be um, Pesitao. Um, I expect um, Timba Zwane to just play um, just behind um, the, 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 the striker there. And then there is one position now um, where it will be interesting in terms of how the coach um, is lining up there. And for me, if we're talking about pace, because pace is going to be the order of the game here, I will not be surprised if uh, he even throws in uh, a Tapelomo um, uh, Morena um, in, in, in that space. But uh, time will tell in terms of maybe how the, the coach sees it. But I think um, we've got a lot of good options uh, in, in our attack. Sorry, I was on mute while I was checking that. So, so explain to me the, the midfield again. It's going to be Setole Mokwena. Yes. And then you want to have, is it a diamond midfield? Yes, yes. Okay, yes. so then Zwane yeah. and Percy. Yeah, Zwane and Percy. And, and, then, and, then, and then they will have either Itapelo Morena um, yeah. on, on the left. Um, or um, he could he could even go with uh, Mayambela. Uh, okay. Michele Mayambela. Yeah, and Michele Mayambela uh, is the man who took us uh, to this Afcon. He's got the winning goal uh, away in Liberia. You yes, know, he yes, plays in yes. Cyprus. And um, he's also been one of the trusted um, players uh, in Kush, uh, Hugo Bruce's team. So I expect him uh, to play alongside, and he's done very well playing alongside Mshishi, uh, that's Tembazwane, and also Pesitao. Um, if he doesn't go with evidence, Mahupa at the top, uh, I expect him to go with Lipasa because Lipasa was also uh, one of the players, uh, he's not been really, uh, he's got 10 goals uh, in the first two months of the season, but mm. it's been dry um, since then. But once it comes to the national team under the watchful eye of Coach Hugo Bruce, he becomes a different player. Okay, so let's, we have a less, little less than 10 minutes to go. So let's quickly talk about who's the star player. I'm assuming it's going to be Percy Tao, but who's the most established star-studded player from South Africa and how do you feel about them in this tournament? I think another good thing under Coach Hugo Bros is that um, in as much as we'll talk about Mshishi, we'll talk about Debo Mugwena, we'll talk about uh, Pesitao, you know, um, and also the brilliance of uh, Ronan Williams in, in, in keeping us in the game with his big saves as well. You know, um, Coach Hugo Bros is is a disciplinarian, you know, um, you you know him from how he won his maiden Afcon, uh, with 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 Cameroon. He instilled a lot of discipline, um, in that team, and that also translates in in how uh, he wants to play. And we are also not a team that scores a lot of goals. I think I, I must must also say that, but also it is also very difficult uh, to score against us, and that's why I think we went what I think it was thirteen games unbeaten. Um, in almost two years, um, so so when you when when you look at that, it all contributes um, in terms of 
um, it's difficult to identify um, who, but I think having a Pesita who's not only at four on form um, at Al Ali, but he's also shown even at a big stage like the Club World Cup, the quality player. Uh, that he is, um, even with the challenges that I'm talking about uh, up front. Um, because also the good thing is that our goals have not been coming from from one angle. You know, you have different players in the team, especially even yeah. in the midfield, contributing um, with the goals. And we create a lot of chances because the brand of football that we're playing uh, makes it easy for us uh, to create a lot of chances. But if you're going to notice one thing with the team that has been selected here, yeah, it's a team that is full of pace as well. Okay. And who's a young player or an unknown player that we don't really know on the continent or in the international world that you think could surprise people and could make a name for themselves in this tournament? Yeah, no, because there are some younger players um, in this team um, who have been uh, selected. Um, someone like Oswin uh, Apolis. So Oswin Apolis is a product of uh, the then IX Cape Town that is known now as uh, Cape Town Spurs. And then later moved to Super Sport United, uh, but never really got a chance to play the highest level there. And uh, he was playing in the second tier um, last season uh, for a team called the Pretoria Kellys because he had been out of the game for some time. And then uh, Coach who really believed in him, Cornelio Copo, called him back in, in to, to come back in the game. And now when Bulgogne um, City was promoted from the National First Division um, to the Premier Division in the PSL. Um, they went back to their opponents um, in, in, in the NFT uh, to take him. So it's also a player, it's unfortunate that he played for an under-20 team because we have under-20 teams that have been very successful in terms of uh, going all the way to play in the club World Cup. In fact, in the under-20 World Cup. But he played uh, in an under-20 team that didn't really get the chance to qualify. But the good thing is that he was coached by the current assistant coach, Um in um, Helmen Mkelele, you know, a member of the uh, AFCON 96 and um, winning squad uh, in that team. So he's, he's a very good player, uh, trust me. But it's just that, you know, sometimes you're at home when you play for a so-called smaller club, no one yeah. really takes takes not, notice of you. But I think that international experience that he's got uh, also helped uh, in the space. And also he's been part of our under-23 team that has also, anyway, uh, failed to qualify for the AFCON under-23 um, which was also to qualify for uh, this um, 2024 uh, Paris uh, Olympics. So remember the name, uh, Oswin Apolis. Um, he's also been scoring goals. He's not, it, it's not just good in dribbling only, and he doesn't only lay the assist only, he also scores goals. Um, so he's, I think he's the youngest player uh, in this team. There's also another one, um, Jaden Adams. Uh, he comes from Stellenbosch, Stellenbosch, um, is the team of the moment in the PSL? I think um, they've they've won ten of their last eleven matches, um, and they recently won their maiden um, silver in top flight football, and they beat Orlando Pirates from two 0 down. They won three two last week against Orlando Pirates, and and is is a key midfielder. Um, there is still in Boston, Jaden Adams. So those are some of the uh, the players uh, to to expect, especially the younger players in this tournament for us. Okay, Veli, prediction time. Put you uh, under the hammer now. South Africa, finally back at the AFCON after two or four, let's say four very long years. Uh, in a tough group, like you say, you don't score a lot of goals, but you don't concede a lot of goals. I think that's probably true for Tunisia and Mali as well. Um, Mali is out 
you know, they're missing their strikers. Tunisia don't have uh, great strikers. The best strikers actually probably play for Namibia. <laughs> um, it can... and, and, yes. and that is going that is going to be a problematic game for us. And I, mm. I've heard a lot of people saying, I ah, know we'll get our three points from 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 Namibia. That Namibian team has got about they know, nine they know South Africa, players yeah. who play here. Um, mm. Sharulile has got 10 of his teammates uh, mm. playing here. He also knows. And also, uh, fortunately, Namibia also plays their matches here in South Africa. You know, I've, mm. I've watched their, their games. Um, and uh, even their game where they qualified against Cameroon, I was there at the stadium. Uh, they played disciplined, low block um, approach and with, with a good um, transitional play. Um, they've got a very strong counter. And there's a young boy. Uh, in the team uh, called uh, Bethwell uh, Museu. He's he's the leading goal scorer in our national first division, the second tier, with 10 goals, you know? So it's not just Shalulile, but also you'll see him. Uh, he just plays like Shalulile. Even the tackling. Even the shirts, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the tackling. And, and, he, and he says it, that uh, he's been inspired by Shalulile. Wow. So wow. I'm, I'm very wary of that game on the, th- on the 21st um, of January. So we must be at our best um, in 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 that. So, look, when it comes to the yeah, we have two minutes. So, yeah. what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen in South Africa? What I know is that we are going to the second round. Hundred percent confident. You put your house. Ah, on no, it. We're, we're going to the second round. And remember, okay. you 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 were there. You, you remember, we didn't need to 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 win two matches or what uh, to get to the second round mm. in twenty mm. in twenty nineteen. Mm. You know. We just beat Namibia when they were there in the second round. Then in the next game, because everyone thought the favorites uh, were the hosts, and we left people crying. At Cairo that International was Stadium. one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in my life. Cairo International Stadium, which is very loud and so many people, and you could hear a pin drop after South Africa scored. Woo! I just heard Njabulo was next to me. He was screaming. That was the only thing I heard in the whole, and, the whole and, press and box. I, and, I, and, I, and I know. I know what's going to happen in my head. We're playing in Korogo. Um, north of Cote d'Ivoire, yeah. you know, um, with Mali just maybe a few kilometers away from uh, their home base as well. So they'll be having a lot of support. But we will play football to silence the crowd. You know, okay. we we'll play football to silence the crowd. But but I, I am not. I am not. I I can't. I can't say how many points we are going to get. But what I know is that we are going to the second round. Okay. Okay. One minute left. Can South Africa make it to? A semi-final. I know they can make it to a quarter-final. Can they make it to a semi-final without these strikers? That's going to be very difficult, eh? That's going to be very difficult. Um, but you think a quarter-final is, I, I, is okay? I, I, you can I, build on that result? I think, I think, I think the... I'm, I, I don't doubt the team because I think in continent, in, in knockout football, once you are past the group stages, anything is possible. We've seen even uh, the strongest teams um look at Morocco in the last two Afghans, you know. Um, so anything is possible once you get to the, the, the knockout phase. I, and I think one of the biggest challenges for our team is that in 2019, Bafana Bafana knocked out the hosts and they went all the way um to, to the quarterfinals. So this for this team to be better, they need to match or better the last performance uh, in Cairo. 
Valley, I could have talked to you probably for two, three hours. That was very fascinating. Thank you for even like the sociological insights about why, you know, people are very much club over country in South Africa. Uh, I'll be plugging Valley's socials in the YouTube description below. Please go follow him. Again, one of my favorite people in African football journalism. Otherwise, keep it locked here as we continue our coverage of the AFCON and try to preview all 24 teams at the 2023 AFCON. Thanks for listening and peace. Yeah.